I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Farmily. Happy day to you. I hope you're having a wonderful day or week so far. I just came into Jared's office to record. We always try to set a time to record. <clears throat> Obviously, we attempt our best to do a podcast once a week, so we set a time, and I came in here, and I was like, where is Jared? Because <laughs> usually he's ready to go. Um, Jared's office, a few years back, we decided that uh, we would renovate it, and it would be his office outside of the home. And so this is where he is, but we also put in some really fun... Well, I don't know if I'd call it fun. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's two animal troughs, literally, literally. animal troughs from Tractor Supply that we spray painted black so they look cool. And you got them hooked up with plumbing when we redid this room in the barn, and it's hot and cold tubs. And if you've never heard about hot and cold tubs, you should look it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Jared has an ice machine. He dumps into the cold, and then the hot gets very hot so I walked in and there's a door in his office that divides that room from the office and here's Jared in the middle of the day doing ice cold hot and cold bath <laughs> trying to get some ideas and I needed some ice <laughs> and so then I was like why don't I why don't I do it too <laughs> so when Jared was done I jumped in let me just tell you that water is cold how cold do you think it is uh, you know, the other day when it was really cold, I actually think that's how it's supposed to be. But that was like 80 pounds of ice. Today was only like 30, 40 pounds of ice. So I would put it probably in the low 40s, but I think you need to get it in the high 30s to really make it count. Oh, it counts. If I dip any part of my body into ice water, it counts. <laughs> the um, hot is very hot. So what we do is uh, you go like, what, two minutes in the hot? And then like 30 seconds in the cold or, and like that, like two or three times back and forth. And when you're doing it, I really feel like it's the worst thing ever. Oh yeah. But like legit the second you're out and you dry off, you feel so good. And it's so great for your circulation. It's great for your immune system. It's all the things. And I used to think it was a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. And Jared was cuckoo mm -hmm. for Cocoa Puffs for doing it. Mm -hmm. But I think... A, a little bit, I've become a believer. All right. Right? I've done pretty good at it. Yeah, you're a champ. I'm doing it like once a week. Yeah. You do it more than that, but I, I'm doing it some, so I feel good about that. I agree. <laughs> so we are now recording the podcast after we have been energized with the nice cold tub situation. <laughs> This may be the most brilliant podcast you've ever. This might heard be our today. best podcast ever. We might have to do that. That might be fun if that's like a tradition now. Every time, every time before, it's like a think tank. Yeah, like we went in the think tank before we recorded the podcast, and all of a sudden came out like with all this vigor and <laughs> life, right. life lessons or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, um, but I was thinking some this week so there's a few things that have happened one um a couple weeks ago we had a really really bad thunderstorm and 
where we live, we are kind of on, what would you say? It's like tiered. We have like yeah. tiered le- levels. Um, there's a back pasture. There is then kind of down a step where the barn is. Down from that is our home. And then a lot more down from that is the garden. <clears throat> and then more down from that is the front pasture. So our property is not flat. It's tiered. And in a way, I do like that because although we do get some mad rushing of water at times it we don't have a lot of standstill water which i like for the animals they're not like in a swampy land when it rains and things like that but water drainage and channeling water and all those things can become an issue and jared was actually he wasn't home that day and it downpoured and i mean just downpour sometimes i feel like we don't get rain for a while and then it's just like well you've gotten no rain i'm gonna give you lots of rain and it rained i think we got it was like six inches something crazy that's insane over the period of a very short amount of time so that evening i i actually never um I always go check on the chickens at night and I close them in, but I rarely go inside the barn at night. And this night, you know, it was raining so hard when I went out and I just had this thing like, let me go into the barn and just check. When I walked into the barn, it was flooded terribly. And the barn, we had a a concrete floor poured in it a couple years ago. The barn, we bought the property. It was there. We had no choice on where to put the barn it was there when we when we bought it but we had put in a concrete pad to kind of help with some of the mud and kind of situations in there because it wasn't great anyways in there when it rained well apparently with this thunderstorm the back hill is i don't know it's just not carved out right and and the water always kind of runs down into right in front of the barn but because there was so much rain this night, it was like a mudslide. It's a mudslide, right? Is that yeah, what happens? That's when right. it, yeah. yeah. So it was like this mudslide that went down and slid, whatever, into the barn and caused the water to then rush down and go under the doors. So we have like a divider wall in the barn that divides the animal area from like the, I guess you could say workshop area, storage, whatever. And the water had come in and the barn was probably under like two inches of water. And this is at 11 o'clock at night. Well, and did you, did, is this where you already texted me the picture? No. And so I saw that and I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, this so much water. So I texted Jared because Jared was gone that night. And I said, hey, look. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, you got you to gotta do something. I'm thinking, well, that's cute. <laughs> I got to do something. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the middle of the night. And, you know. What, what do you mean? He's like, you got to dig a trench to divert the water because if not, more water's going to come in the barn. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, at like 11 o'clock at yeah. night. So I Sounds go out great. there with a, it wasn't a hoe. It was a, what's the one with the, a pickaxe? Pickaxe, that's right. I go out there with a pickaxe and I do my best to do like some sort of a trench kind of in front of where the concrete pad started to prevent the water from just continuing to go in there. So I did that. And it downpoured that night. And I'm glad I did because the concern was the water would continue going in the barn and then it could even come in here in Jared's office and then we could have damage and all this, all these things. Apart from just, you don't want water just floating. We have bags of feed. We've got hay. It's just all the things. So the next day I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to clean out this barn. I mean, it was inches of water and it was everywhere. 
And then the animal side was just a hot mess. There was hay on the ground. There was poop that had like flooded down from the back hill. And it was one of those where I was just annoyed. It was like, I don't want to put in the hard work. It's days like that when you have animals and you have land that you're just like, why? I (laughs) I don't, you know, um, because it's not always sunshine and rainbows. And I think it's important to, to say that because I, you know, a lot of times we depict the positive, but a lot of times there's a lot of hard work. There's hard work, um, not only physically, but I think mentally a lot of times when, when things like that happen. So I spent a solid two hours the next day um, shoveling hay and manure and everything out of the barn to try to clean it up. And then I had to... Then you sweep out uh, all the water? Then I had to sweep like one of those big broom, not a broom, like those wide ones. Anyways, I sweep, swept all the water out of the barn and it was work. And let me just tell you, like <laughs> my, so my back last year, I don't even know when, mid, mid last year, I, I guess it was a back injury. I fell, I did something to my back to this day. I'm not hundred percent sure what it was, but it hurt bad for a solid four or five months um, where I felt like it was almost chronic pain. And I was just, I, you know, all uncomfortable and all of a sudden, one day, I kid you not, I stepped in a hole and twisted my back. And I thought, oh, that's just going to do me in. I'm not going to be bedridden. <laughs> and my back felt better. So it's like I, I moved something into place or something. But that just happened. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but that just happened in December. And so as I was in the barn, like shoveling and doing all this hard work, I was as I was trying, I was, as I was like muttering under my breath with annoyance, it's like I had this wonderful reminder of just gratitude to be able to actually physically do the work because a month before I would not have been able to do that because of how my back was. So just honestly, it was interesting for me to notice like, Hey, you're complaining, but be grateful that you have the strength and ability to do this right now in a time where I needed to do it. A month ago, I didn't didn't have to do it. The barn was the barn wasn't flooded. You know what I mean? And so it's like this whole thing. Like, oh man, you know, like there's there's hard times. There's hard times that come sometime. And that was not the hardest moment ever of my life. Sure, I had to work hard in the barn for a couple hours. I know a lot of us have probably done it. Um, It was just a disappointing thing and a setback. But I feel like it really reminded me of. I do think there's always a positive and good to come out of a situation. And so now once Jared came back, we actually dug a, a trench better up on the top of the hill, which I think just over time, there was more of a diversion for the water and it just had eroded. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we have a plan in place, you know, we have plans in place, but it's, it's crazy. It's just the time of year where everything is just like meh outside. And it's like a lot of things you don't, like they don't produce anything. Like spending four hours redigging a ditch you dug 45 years ago. It's like, oh, that's the point of this. Although it'll have a good result. No sure. water will come in the barn, but it's nothing anyone ever cares about. Cares about or wants to do. Yeah. And um, I've realized that in in winter, um, there's a couple things. And, and I've realized it more and more. I think the more we go through seasons here and the more, the older I get, maybe I try to uh, maybe apply more lessons or find the lessons that, that there are to be learned in the work we do outside and in nature. 
And it, winter's just, it's not as pretty. No. It's not. It's, um, eh. It's funky. Everything's brown. Um, <laughs> nothing is alive. Everything has died. Well, and this year, and- for the first time, like, we had these massive pompous-type grasses that would stay green through the winter, somehow. This year, it got so cold, down to, like, negative five. They all went brown, and they're ugly, and Just they're everything dead. is is dead, it's right? Dead. Yeah. And so, last week, we were doing some pruning and trimming of things, and... Wow, it just even makes that even more evident. Not only is it winter and everything is dead, but then you have to prune things back. And it's almost like this sad moment <laughs> in winter. Like all the hydrangeas, all cut. Cut them back five all feet. All the roses, cut. All the pompous grasses, cut. So it's like, you know, all these things that bring even maybe some beauty when they're in a quote-unquote dead or sleeping uh, state, you got to trim them back. And I think in life, it, the the results that come from maybe, uh, what's the word, like pruning ourselves? <laughs> well, um, I think for us, it's these seasons of setback, trial, yeah. why is this happening? Like but, all these things, yeah. but you like have to go through them. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You have to go through seasons of this to produce an even more beautiful result. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to remember that. And it's hard to know that. Well, it's terrible. Um, especially if you have actual um, tragedy or, you know, or something happened in your life. Right. And I think just looking at nature, it's crazy how... Everything is asleep, everything is cut back, everything is dying, everything is brown. But it doesn't take that long for that cycle to end and new life to start springing forth and start to seeing things. Even right now, with everything looking like it is, I can see like the tulips popping up Hmm. and I can see daffodils popping up. And you can, you just know like the blueberry bushes have little swelling buds and there's things that start to happen that give you this kind of hope for a better next time, next day, a better next week, a better next month. And, um, yeah, there's just a time for everything. And I think it's good to be grateful even in the times where things aren't as beautiful in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think you're totally right. It's it's hard. It's hard though. I don't know. I just feel sometimes it's it's easy to get caught up in the like all the negatives that are happening. Like, oh, my car is broken down. Oh, our refrigerator's not working. Oh, my parents' water didn't work for three weeks. <laughs> These are things that have all happened to us in the last month. Um, but I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful for like us. I'm grateful. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. just all these things that I think it's just important. Yeah, to to remember those things. Amidst yeah. the, the dead of <laughs> the dead of winter, <laughs> amidst life. the dead of winter, you well, know. And I, mean? I think life has seasons, and the more we can remind each other of that, this is only a season; it will not last forever. Whatever it is we're going through, the great times won't last forever. The bad times won't last forever. Seasons they change. Life has seasons. So, as you are in winter right now, likely wherever you are listening, this too shall pass. <laughs> I think Jared always says, "Don't you say what's that?" I think you've said it before. Where Summer 
summer was coming soon enough or <laughs> I don't know. Jared just wants to I'm obsessed summer. with summer. <laughs> Jared just wants to be summer all the time. Yes. <laughs> his, bring it on. It's his legit favorite. I, I'm starting to think that fall used to be my favorite. Spring might be my favorite now. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Because you hate winter, don't you? No, I don't hate winter. I don't hate. Mm. I don't hate winter. You know what I think? One thing, and I'll give this little antidote real quick. I do think winter. I think there's something to be said about having less daylight, mm-hmm. and maybe that's on purpose, like so that you don't focus as much on outside and you focus more on maybe inside and home and time to learn new things and maybe focus on other things that you can't do when you have daylight for. 12 hours a day. I think there's a time for all that. I think there's specific things to winter that are, that can be really good if you take advantage of them. Yeah, I agree. With that. I can see that. Yeah. But I, was, I was looking at Solomon's words. He's like, there's a time for everything, a season for everything, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. These are a few good ones. A time to keep, a time to throw away. Mm-hmm. A time to tear, a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. Anyway, fascinating. Do you think that there's like a specific time to everything? Because if, if we were to experience sameness. all the things at once, yeah, or sameness, then I don't think we would actually appreciate. Yeah, I definitely think that's something to it. Certain things. Things or, yeah. or value, maybe even. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to that. Certain things as much. Huh. Okay, well, um, as we continue to prune, we have to prune all our fruit trees here in the next week or so. There we go. We also need to do our blueberry bushes. <laughs> um, as we continue to b- break everything down, <laughs> <laughs> and as things appear, our destroyed. Pompous, as things appear destroyed, um, in whatever aspect of your life that may be, know that there are better days coming and that it won't always be um, valley lows, but there will be mountain highs coming soon. So let's hold on to that. 